Joining us now on the Sprint special guest line where you can lease an iPhone X or 8 and get an iPhone 8 on us, visit the Sprint store near you for details. The great Craig Buller, Jack Buller, how are you? Hey, Buller. Scotty Hands, I'm well. What a boring summer. I mean, I just don't understand it. Nothing happened. No. Everybody's no, still nothing. pat. You know, we're just sitting here yawning for the next uh, for the little while and a few more months or another month or so, right? Yep. So, uh, what's your favorite? What's what's your favorite sports movie, Bowler? No, I'm just. Joking. Oh my God! Um, well, I'm a football guy. I've I've got a soft spot because I met Rudy Rudiger. It's Rudy, man. Um, that one really gets me. What's the real Rudy like? We've interviewed Rudy on the show. Yeah, we have, and he was at a jazz game a couple of years ago, and I got a photo with him. And um, you know, I heard that he was, you know. I think, you know, hands, whenever you have a movie, there's, you know, probably people, you know, really want to know that really the truth of it was, it was any of it fake manufactured. I kind of sensed that he was a little bit perturbed by those questions, but overall, I kind of liked the guy. I mean, I could tell he was a competitor. Um, you know, he's been around a while and that story has been retold and told and told again, but Hey, you know, that's, uh, the limelight that you stand in when you have a movie made about you and, uh, I thought it was kind of a kind of a neat story, to be honest with you. It shows you that, you know, you just go in there and put your nose in and start to play, and sometimes, some, you know, something incredible happens, and that's what happened at Notre Dame. So the great Craig Buller, Jack, kind enough to join us here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, now that some things are done, we can actually talk about them without saying if reports are actually if true. If reports are true, yes. No, it's all true, baby. Let's move. Yeah, what do you think? Let's talk about what a difference this Jazz team makes this year as opposed to what we've seen in the past. How? Uh, what are your expectations? This was a 50-win team last year. Is it all right to start to set maybe levels on where this team needs to be next year? Oh, my gosh, Scotty. What a great question because the rest of the West has uh, also done some incredible things in L.A. especially. I'm not sure how this Houston-Oklahoma City thing is going to work out, but uh, the L.A. scene is crazy with LeBron in town and now Kawhi. And, and of course, they're, uh, you know, it's it's like the Lone Ranger, you know, having, you know, the guy right there on your, you know, next to you. But I, I, I think the Jazz were top three. I mean, I, I on paper. But, look, paper's dangerous, as we all know. So uh, stay healthy. Uh, system would come into play, and I think the Jazz are in a very fine position with the system. And I'm, I'm going to say that again and again because I'm not sure what the system truly is in L.A. for both teams. Look, and coexisting with great superstars. I, I, I think that the Jazz uh, with Conley and Donovan, for me, I don't even sense an issue uh, with who is uh, the face uh, or the leader of that franchise. I think they coexist very well. That's my first inclination when this went down. Um, that it couldn't have been a better pick for Donovan. Uh, I think, obviously, Ricky was, was good for him uh, his rookie year and just beyond, uh, helping him adjust the league. Conley takes it to another level, in my opinion. And, of course, uh, Bogdanovich is intriguing and can shoot the ball at Davis, a rebounder and a tough guy defensively. Uh, let's see what Moutier can bring on, on a given night. Uh, but they're, you know, the whole thing is intriguing, but I think the system, I think the jazz personally will be ahead of the curve more so than the Clippers and the Lakers in the early going. And maybe I'm wrong, but if the jazz stay healthy, this should be one fun season. seems like one guy that we aren't talking enough about that the jazz acquired in free agency is Jeff green. 
Yeah, I, I know point. you. You've seen him on the court a lot. Sure. You've seen him with multiple teams, and you've even seen him win a championship. Tell me your thoughts on the way Jeff Green fits in with this roster. Well, again, I think he's a perfect system guy that comes off the bench and plays hard, and uh, he's got uh, you know I think uh, good long. You know, I'm not sure how good of a three-point shooter is. Uh, I think he's got long-range ability. I'm not sure outside the arc. But, uh, because, but again, the system didn't really call upon it that much. And, this, and I think for Jeff Green, again, what Zanuck and Dennis did, uh, Justin and, and Dennis, was to find, again, guys that Quinn Snyder can, like chess pieces, hands, move them around, uh, positionless basketball as we keep talking. That uh, on certain nights, certain matchups, that I think Quinn will be more uh, able to move pieces around, and I think the Jazz fit that scheme because, again, the success of any team is check your ego at the door, right? And you know, Stockton and Malone were able to do that in Hornacek in their own way. Look, everybody plays with ego; you have to at that level. And and uh, but again, I think this team is, is so intriguing because. Again, even though seven players left the current roster, the players that have come in to me seem to still fit the system and still have the DNA of what the Jazz like to do. Team concept, Conley is a perfect example on the way he handled himself, Hans and Scotty, in, in Memphis for 12 years. And I don't, I don't see him missing a beat, um, you know, playing alongside Donovan. So uh, a more open floor, hopefully, for Donovan, and also the floor, you know, widens out. And the Jazz, I think, will be in good shape. Greg Bullard, Jack, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, look, Russell Westbrook, great player. Uh, James Harden, great player. But can those players coexist together on the same team? Million-dollar question. You know, it didn't work in Boston, did it, uh, with Kyrie. It takes a special person, Scott, to, to be the man to lead, to be out front. Uh, and I, that's, the, that's the key, I think, again, how LeBron – and Anthony Davis, you know, they, you know, again, on paper, it sounds intriguing, doesn't it? And and Paul George, I'm not sure the George Westbrook two-year experiment was all that pleasant. I'm not sure it's going to be that way with Kawhi coming off an MVP year. I could be totally wrong. Look, Doc Rivers is a good coach, and he probably has a better way of handling like Pops and like Quinn and like what Sloan did with egos because that plays a big factor in the world we live in today. Um, but on paper, the L.A. scene is crazy. And, you know, pick your, pick your poison if you want to be a Laker or Clipper fan. Uh, maybe you'd be both in L.A. I don't know. But Staples Center is going to be a pretty hot spot to be in night in, night out. Uh, but I, I think the Jazz are in a great position again with Conley, Bogdanovich, uh, Moutier, uh, Jeff Green, Ed Davis, that these guys understand why they came to Salt Lake and they want to be here. And why not? You got Gobert, you got Q, you got Donovan, and all of a sudden Conley comes to town and it makes it even more intriguing. So uh, I'd be stunned if the Jazz are not a major player uh, in the West. And I, and I say that because I think we'll see less turnovers, more possessions. I think you'll see the scoring jump up, of, you know, three to four points a game, which is obviously uh, instrumental in victories in this league. Three-point ability is there. And obviously, Gobert should be able to roam a little freer uh, instead of being guys sagging off on the guards uh, like they did with uh, Ricky on many times. And I think, you know, the way he handles the ball, 
Uh, turnovers, again, means more possessions. Less turnovers mean more possessions. And I think Donovan hopefully will improve on his passing, and uh, he'll be able to take off in his third year. Uh, the big question I keep getting asked is, how, how will the scoring, you know, how will that you know, translate? I'm not sure. You know, does Ingles get less touches? Does, uh, does, does Donovan hit the 25-point range? I don't know. But I'm anxious to see how this works out and what system uh, that Conley, Quinn, and the rest of these guys all operate. And don't forget Ingles, too. Uh, the guy, you know, has made a living parking himself in the corner. And I think, you know, one corner is going to be Joe. One corner is going to be Bogdanovich. And also, maybe Joe doesn't start. Maybe he's part of a bench crew that comes in and, and makes an impact on this on this team. So, uh, all sorts of questions, and we'll get answers to them fairly soon. Bowler, doesn't it feel like you're going to see seven teams at 50 wins in, in the West now? It just You look at everybody so balanced out, I feel like we could see, you know, four or five teams that are – 50 wins and then it all goes to tiebreakers to try to figure out right. seedings. No, I totally agree. Uh, and I don't think the day is a 60 plus. I don't know if that's going to happen because if you said the balance, the days of domination of golden state looks to be over for the moment uh, until clay gets back from the ACL. But I, I think again, there's uh, you're going to beat up on one another. Uh, you know, the home court, I think plays a big factor this year as well. Uh, the East um, you know, I think that's where the West has got to make some noise outside of Milwaukee and onto the Kumbos return with the Bucks and the intrigue, maybe in, in new, in, in, uh, with the Nets. Uh, but then again, you don't have KD for a year plus. So, uh, the West is where all the attention will be. And I may, I'm anxious to see the schedule come out in a few weeks too, Scotty and Ann. Yeah. Uh, because of what the national networks decide to do uh, with L.A., both L.A. teams, and how the Jazz fit into that as well. Well, Jazz have got the uh, short end of the stick last couple of years on the schedule. Hopefully things kind of balance out a little bit more this one. because Well, the, the, the road schedule last year, let's be honest, 23 road games before Christmas, give me a break. I mean, that was brutal. And you know what? The beauty of that team, the fact they still won 50. I mean, that's oh, yeah. amazing after the start they had to, to, to take take on. Uh, again, the schedule, it all balances out. I get it. And the Jazz had a little, you know, after the All-Star break, it was it went their direction. But it's also how you start. And, I, and maybe this year is even more important with the balance hands, as you talked about. You've got to be able to, you know, you've got to be able to, uh, to get some confidence early in this season. And especially, I think it's all that for all the teams because there's so much, so much change that has happened. Uh, it's it's really going to test, I think, which team is going to be a little ahead of the others. And I still believe the Jazz system will bode well for the Jazz uh, just because those pieces fit in. And Quinn's not going to change much. I think Conley's going to make that adjustment much quicker than maybe what's going to happen with uh, Anthony Davis and, and even Paul George uh, with the Clips. But again, I may be proven wrong, but we'll see. Craig Bowler, Jack, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, when you look at the landscape of the rest of the NBA, and and we've had a chance now that things have become a little bit more official uh, with the Clippers and with the Lakers, uh, the Jazz, and the rest of the NBA. And again, I'm not holding you to this. You got Houston, you got Denver, you got Portland. Give me your top four going into the uh, going into the season. And again, this is just speculation Ooh. on your part. Well, I'm going to go Clippers first, Jazz two, Lakers three, and the fourth spot I think is a coin toss. Uh, I think Denver's a team that helped themselves 
Millsap re-signed, and they just picked up the other four just uh, a couple of days ago. Um, I've had so many names in my head bouncing around, but um, I, I think Denver still is going to be is will be a player uh, and maybe a top four team. Oklahoma City, sorry, uh, those days have come and gone. If the Westbrook trade uh, and the CP3, I'm not sure if Chris Paul even stays in OKC. I doubt it. He'll probably find his way or will try to find his way to the West Coast if, if possible. But, uh, look, there's some good young teams. Sacramento's got talent but still far away. Uh, I think Portland's in the same position maybe that the Thunder have been in the last couple of years. How long do you ride McCollum and Lillard, even though they signed Damian to, to the big deal? Uh, you know they, they've ridden that pony quite a bit and haven't gotten very far. So that that team still intrigues me. They're very talented, one of the most potent backcourts in the West. But you know, like Han said, I think it's a horse race. I mean, I I, I just don't see a lot of teams dominating throughout the season in the West. I think you're going to see a lot of split series, home and away, and a lot of closer games just because of the talent that has been dispersed throughout this conference. Uh, like I said. When you really get into it and break it down, it's exciting. This may be the best thing that's happened in the league. Instead of the super teams, yeah. there are some super teams, multiple, but also it's spread out. There's more interesting talent in the way things have kind of come down this summer than I can remember, and this is coming up on my 15th year, and I've covered the Jazz a long time. Uh, the NBA, uh, I think the, what we've been waiting for, instead of just dominance at, at one or two teams at the top, I think you'll have one of the most competitive seasons we've had in a long time in this league. I think with Denver, I think you're thinking Jeremy Grant. Is, yeah, Jeremy Grant. Thank uh, you. Yes, Jeremy Grant just uh, came in. So he's a, a terrific uh, power forward that will complement uh, Millsap, whether he's on or off the floor or they play him together. But uh, I, I still think Denver's a team you just have to watch out for. Houston, I'm just not sure where they're at. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of happiness down there. Uh, even if the Westbrook deal, you know, I, I, let me ask you guys this. You know, on paper, it looks really intriguing to have a, a Westbrook and a, and a Paul, and excuse me, and a James Harden, but I, I just see headbutting. I mean, if he, if Harden and CP3 had issues, do you, I mean, Westbrook's personalities, we know, is pretty explosive, right? Yes. I, I'm not sure how that works, and I'm not sure who handles the ball on a given night. I mean, D'Antoni likes to run, they'll be athletic, and they can move up and down the floor. And the downhill of Westbrook, I, I I don't know. Well, I'm just telling you, if if, the, if this was the Utah Jazz situation, if Harden was here with the Jazz and they were bringing Westbrook in here with the Jazz, we'd be saying the same thing as analysts. Where where do the shots come from? Right? Are, are there going to be two balls on the court? Because <laughs> that's uh, a new league keep, rules. Hands, didn't yeah, you hear that? Yeah. How do you keep them both happy? Yeah, you throw one in in the first and third quarter and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, but I don't. I don't think you can hands. I don't. I don't know how you can take that away from Harden, the way he plays, and the way Westbrook plays, and the triple double minded, you know, attitude he has. And terrific athlete, no doubt. Just had uh, off season knee surgery again. Twelve years in, just don't know how it's all going to work out. But it'll, it'll be a team to watch for sure, and um, we'll see how they how they fare. D'Antoni. You know, is a guy that I think again has been around this league long enough to try to handle you know the personalities. But uh, those two are some of the two strongest in the league, in my opinion. You know, that's the thing. I, I, if you read the the Woj story, he says both players, meaning Harden and Westbrook, are fired up about it. They're excited about it. Uh, so the CP three, right? Exactly. So 
There's yeah. there's a story in the Athletic that uh, Mike D'Antoni's system was something that Westbrook was intrigued about and thought it would be a good fit for him. Like there, you're hearing all the good things right now, and Westbrook's not an idiot. Like he, I gotta imagine he wants to go somewhere, and he feels like in his mind, like this is a good choice. So like all the people involved seem to think it's a good idea. Obviously, Daryl Morey gave up a lot to get him. So all these really smart basketball minds, whether they're players or management or coaches, seem to think they can get it to work. But boy, I just, I, I for the life of me, I just can't see how it does. Well, we're all outside observers, you yes, know, yep. as we report and watch and fans around the league. We see, don't we see, I mean, don't they see what fans and media and broadcasters see? I, I see a little bit of recklessness of Westbrook's game. I see what Harden is, and that's a dominant player, and also with his personality as a dominant guy who basically, you know, put a squash on, on Chris Paul. And even though they said they were fine, you know that what we saw, uh, that they weren't. And so I, I think a lot of times, too, general managers in some cases, and I don't put the jazz in this one because I've covered this team such a long time, from the Scotty Laydens uh, to the Kevin O'Connors and, and now the Dennis Lindsay's and, and now Justin Zanuck, they, they keep it on the sleeve. They don't really, you know, talk much about any player uh, either have that have that is coming or going, and they respect the players' privacies, and but they also understand I think what works, and and the dice roll was a big one this year by the way in my opinion to to bring Conley in, uh, with two years left on that sixty six million dollar contract Scotty in hand, but sometimes I think you're forced to make that roll of the dice because that's the way they play this game, uh, Houston. You know, they've got hardened, so they, they roll the dice. The same with AD and L.A. because they can recover faster because they don't mind paying the luxury tax. And, and they can jump over the $200, $300 million uh, line uh, of the payroll. I think what Golden State most likely is looking at this year. Uh, maybe not so with KD leaving, but uh, it, it still is intriguing that, that, that I think the way the teams play and the players they have, forces, I think, general managers and uh, player personnel directors to say, okay, let's see if this one won't roll. Let's roll the dice on it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I tell you, Hans, as you said, they gave up a lot, and it's a big risk when you're giving away draft picks and sometimes really giving away your future, right, Yeah. Uh, for a lot of these guys who've, who've made jumps and how they're making this all work out. You know, I was just thinking about this as you were talking and, and you were mentioning Westbrook's attitude and – his personality and the potential conflict. And I look at all these teams, the teams that you listed in front of the Jazz and, and then, of course, the Jazz. With LeBron James, there's always potential conflict with Anthony Davis. Like That, yes. that could always happen. Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving, we don't know. Kawhi seems to be a pretty good team player unless he's sick of San Antonio, but Kyrie Irving has had issues with LeBron in the past, and it seems like there could be a chemistry conflict. You know, the the one team that doesn't seem like they're going to deal with chemistry conflict is the Utah Jazz. Totally agree. It's 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 that's why I feel I think Jazz fans feel there's there's a sense of excitement, but also balance. And I think you have to credit what Zanuck did was to make sure again that it's a, it's the right. It's the right chemistry. It's the right DNA. They keep like you know. They've told me time and time again about players who have come and gone. 
even during the Sloan era. I mean, there was a way you played jazz basketball. And if you didn't play it, you're gone. The way you like to play, you know, in Utah now is defense. Quinn wants you to get on the floor and, 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 and actually bust your butt. And the offense comes from that. Some say, well, the three ball. Yeah, I get it. It, it, it all works. And, and Rudy helps, you know, kick it into gear with the way he protects the rim. But the league is changing every every year, and the Jazz have got to be able to spread the floor, which they have added those weapons. And also they're putting, I think, uh, a lot of, let's just say, hope, and they have confidence in a couple of guys that they have uh, brought along and developed in Royce O'Neal, and I think even George Niang is, is part of this equation as well. Uh, so they pride themselves on development, and they pride themselves on the fact of just uh, getting the right guys to fit the system. And I, I think Conley for Donovan is absolutely spot on. And hands getting back to your other point, I just don't see I don't see anybody really pushing anybody's buttons inside the locker room. I could be totally wrong, but from what I from the people that I know and I've met in the past, and a, and a Jeff Green and a Ed Davis, I don't see that being a big issue. They came here for one reason, and that's to. That's to take this team to title town. It's a lot of pressure. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but I think that's obviously the biggest goal and the most aggressive the Jazz have been in a long time to try to reach that uh, to reach that level. Bowler, you're the man. We certainly appreciate it as always, and I uh, look forward to catching up with you again here very soon. Thanks, Bowler. Uh, hey, guys, uh, real quick. Uh, did I miss hometown news? No, it's next. Coming okay, up. Be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm in my, I'm gonna jump in my car. So I'll be flipping it on. I'm expecting some big news. We're gonna, yeah. get, we're gonna get you some sixty and sixty, a little bit of good, bad, and ugly. Oh, I, and hometown news yeah. all packaged up. Yeah, I'm sorry. Actually, hometown news in about twenty minutes. Sorry, about one fifty. Oh, okay. That's my all mistake. Right, twenty minutes. I lost track of time. There. Yeah, but well, stay with you us, guys Bowler. Are singing is just really one. It, it should be a record. You should put it on. You know. Uh, put it on, a, you know, put it on one of the local stations or something. Yeah, I'm sure spinning the hits <laughs> for there for sure. <laughs> Guys, have a good weekend. You're the best, Thanks, Bowler. Bowler. Thanks. Craig Bowler, Jack, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.